श्रीला गुरुदेव की जाय श्री मन महाप्रभु की जाय श्री श्री राधा दामोदार की जाय दामोदार की श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रमानंद So, pranam to all. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And today we have a surprise visit for me, for maybe for you. It was not in the agenda, but by the invitation of the Vaishnavs and the rope of their affection. We were celebrating recently Sri Damodar, so it speaks a lot about being tied by the rope of affection and Bhagavan is tied by that rope and hopefully we are also being tied and being carried here and there by the rope of the Vaishnav's will and, and affection. So by, by, by that affectionate invitation I'm, I'm trapped here for a week, <laughs> fortunately. So, so we have chosen to, to share some words concerning like a continuation, although chronologically it's in the opposite direction, but somehow it came like that. Some months ago we spoke about Mahaprabhu's pastimes in in Jagannath Puri, because there was the, that was the date of the time of Rathi Yatra, so kind of we connected the celebration in that line. So we spoke for a week, a Saptaha, on, on Mahaprabhu's Lila, Puri Lila, and... Uh, now we will, we want to complement that by sharing some thoughts this coming six days or something. Speaking on Mahaprabhu's uh, pastimes in Srinabhadivdam, which again, although in the chronological unfolding or of the earthly lila, Navadip lila comes first, Jagannath Puri comes after. Somehow we can speak in cyclical terms, and one takes to another, and and in terms of our ultimate prospect, we want to enter into the Navadvip Lila, in Nitya Navadvip with Mahaprabhu. So the Jagannath Puri Lila is like a doorway towards that Lila for us, so it's a good way also to conceive that. So I'll be speaking on that for six days, approx. Also we have we'll have some uh, Istagosti in between, some questions and answers some days in the morning. You know better than me which, which are those days and timings. <laughs> But today we will begin with the Navadvip Lila series. So we will be speaking about that six days. Generally, I will like, we'll have like to speak on seven days because just most the, the format of the Saptaha. But well, there's no seven days. They have to continue traveling. So we will do it in, in six days. So it will be a little condensed. So also hope you are prepared for some extension in, in the lectures. Hope you have time. <laughs> And uh, if there are questions, maybe we may address them mostly in the in the morning meetings when we have Easter Ghosti. So, so today I'd like to speak more about like an introduction, which is not at all introductory because to speak about Gaur Lila, it's not an introductory topic to begin with. But somehow we have to make some introduction to a non-introductory 
uh, reality, Some, something like this. It sounds paradoxical, but we have to. <laughs> so, of course, again, the, the very purpose of this series uh, and this introduction also is for us as Gaudiya Vaishnavs, as members of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, to gain more acquaintance with who is our Istadev, who is our worshipable deity as Gaudiya Vaishnavs, and that worshipable deity is the one that we, it's now in our altar here, with Sriman Mahaprabhu, Kijai. <laughs> so he's, in one sense, the most important figure and, and the most refined and upgraded version of the Absolute, if you will. And today, in this so-called introductory talk, we will share this, this non-introductory topic, hopefully, some introduction, some foundation to who is Mahaprabhu, what's Gaur Lila, and of course, when one narrating Mahaprabhu Lila, Lila means loving interaction between Bhagavan and his devotee. So immediately we have to speak about Mahaprabhu's devotees as well, which in one sense we could say they are more important than Mahaprabhu in one sense because they represent the an embodied, embodied figure form of love for Mahaprabhu, which personifies the goal we want to attain. We want ourselves to become a personification of a particular type of love for Mahaprabhu. So those embodied figures are there in the Lila for us to have a role model to follow. So that's why we want, it's not just let's go get, get together and hear some funny stories or something, but <laughs> let's commit ourselves more deeply by witnessing the loving interaction between Sri Chaitanya Dev and his eternal associates. No? And in this way, increase our identification as Gaudiya Vaishnavs. Rupanuga Gaudiya Vaishnavs, if you will, more specifically. And hopefully also, as part of this series, we may increase our realization, insight, regarding how Mahaprabhu is not different from Krishna. Because it's easy to say that oh, Krishna is Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but it's not so easy to realize that, mm? to realize this bed a bed. Mm? Because Mahaprabhu and Krishna are one, but also there is some difference, because if not, we wouldn't be speaking about Mahaprabhu and Krishna, Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila. Mm? So it's important to understand the Abed side, the non-difference, how Gaur and Krishna are one and the same, but also the bed. Beda side, the different side, which is, speaks more about the bhav, no? the different moods in which they are in the lila, basically. So something that we mentioned at the end of our previous series, if I'm not mistaken, but it's never enough to emphasize that, is that Gaur Lila is not only a bridge to Krishna Lila. Because sometimes I've seen devotees just thinking of Gaur Lila in terms of Okay, we go through Gaur Lila and we end up in Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila is like discarded. No? So we are Krishna Lila, so Gaur Lila, thank you very much, but we can burn the bridge now. We cross the bridge, now we can burn the bridge, so we are on the other side. I mean, it's a way of putting that. I'm not, I do not mean that everyone who thinks like that is being offensive towards Mahaprabhu or something, but the point is that Gaur Lila is not only a bridge, hmm? Gaur Lila is also, we could call it a landing place. It has a life of its own. It's a goal in itself as well. It's a bridge, if you will. It's the entry gate towards Krishna Lila. But when you get to Krishna Lila, and as we'll see today, you go deeper into Krishna Lila, you find yourself in Gaur Lila again. 
Mm. So you realize, oh, this was not a bridge, if you will. <laughs> it was a goal in itself. Mm. So, of course, we will be sharing some verses uh, in, in, in speaking about this. There are many verses who are, which are quite well known. So today I may resort to some of the less well-known verses, but quite interesting ones, in connection to this nature of how Krishna Lila will take us to Gaur Lila, but also we can speak in terms of Gaur Lila taking us to Krishna Lila, no? like in cyclical terms. That's how Indians and Eastern people in general like to, to think in, in those terms, no? like in terms of cyclical conception. For example, a verse that, this is a well-known one by Prabhupada Saraswati, which speaks about Gaur Lila taking us to Krishna Lila. He's basically saying, the more you go deep into the service of the lotus feet of Sriman Mahaprabhu, the more you will find yourself engaged in the service of the lotus feet of Sri Radha in Vrindavan. So that's a way of saying, the more you go deep into Gorlila, the more you immerse yourself into Gorlila, you emerge on Krishna Lila. So there's place for that. And we can think in those terms of Gorlila is taking us to Krishna Lila. But also there are other verses which say the other idea, the opposite, not opposite, but in the other dynamic. So especially two verses from Sri Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya. Mm which are part of some comp composition called Sarvabhoma Sataka. There are 100 verses that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya composed in praise of Mahaprabhu after being converted. <clears throat> two simultaneous translations. Wow. This reminds me, two years ago in, in our retreat there also, we have like 108 translations at the same time. <laughs> so... Verse 17 and verse 18 from Sarvabhoma Sataka. So, Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma says, Chaitanya Charanambo Jayasti Pritirachita Brindata Vishayostasya Bhaktisya Chatajanmani. One who develops firm love for the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya may have rendered service for 100 lifetimes unto Sri Sri Radha and Krishna, who are the Lord and Mistress of Vrindavan. So, he presents the other side here. And for someone who is attracted to Mahaprabhu, that means that person must have been serving Radha and Krishna for lifetimes. Like a way of putting Mahaprabhu's service is like the mature fruit of worship of Radha and Krishna. So that's an interesting idea. And the next verse is something similar. The amount of devotion one develops for the lotus feet of Sri Radha, that amount one increases in his devotion for the lotus feet of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Prabhupada Sarvati said in the other way, the more you serve the feet of Mahaprabhu, the more you go to Sri Radha. Here he's, he's saying, the more you worship Sri Radha, you go to Mahaprabhu. <laughs> Which of course is not a contradiction, no? but basically implying the two things are true at the same time. Of course, this is also inviting us to, to to develop a new way of thinking about these things. Because sometimes we think, oh, this is only like this, and there's no other way. It cannot be in the other way around, direct, and so on. So this starts to show us how actually one thing is the other. 
but from a particular different, let's say, emotional disposition. So, yes, the more you go deep into Krishna Lila, the more you emerge into Gaur Lila and vice versa. We could say the two things. There is no conflict. But in this case, regarding the last verses, this is the idea. You go to the top of Krishna Lila, or to the deepest, however you like to speak, in terms of going higher or going deeper, it's the same thing. You find yourself in, in Gaur Lila, basically. So this can happen to us here as sadhakas. And also it happens to the associates of Mahaprabhu in Nityanabhadi. For example, in Nityanabhadi, Mahaprabhu is in Gaur Lila, and, and he goes deeper, 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 and he enters into Krishna Lila. And all the associates are, are joining him there, in their particular identities in Krishna Lila. So in this way, one Lila is taking us to the other, and the other Lila is taking us to the other. <clears throat> but there is some place for thinking of Gaur Lila as a... Again, this is not something that begins at one point and the other one comes from the other in, in chronological terms. But for example, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, an interesting verse, Krishna Lila Mrita Sar, Tarasata Satadar, Dasa Dike Bahi Jahahaite, Se Chaitanya Lila Hai Saravarakshai Manuhamsa Charatitahati. So he's saying, Krishna Lila is the essence of all nectar. Krishna Lila Amrita Sar. The essence of all nectar is Krishna Lila. Tara Sata Satadar. And it is flowing in hundreds of directions and on branches in different directions. But Dasa Dihe Yaha Baha Hoite Se Chaitanya Lila Hoi. From the inexhaustible lake of Sri Chaitanya Lila. Krishna Kavraj Goswami presents that's a unique idea. All Krishna Lila is an ocean of nectar flowing in many directions, but all of directions are coming from this fountainhead of Gaur Lila. And he says, Sarobarakshoi Manuhamsa Charatitahate. Let's the Manuhamsa, the swan of your mind, Sarobarakshoi, swim in that lake forever. Let the, the swan of your mind inhabit the lake of Gaur Lila for eternity. Sri Gaur Lila Kijai. Sri Krishna Lila Kijai. So, of course, again, there's a way of approaching that. Someone once asked Siddhar Maharaj, so Krishna Lila come from Gaur Lila, Gaur Lila come from Krishna Lila. And he says, you can think in both ways. I mean, according to your affinity, one, no, but none of them is coming from other in terms of a beginning in time. But according to words affinity, one can have one inclination or the other. But again, the two are eternal. But there is place for some devotees having special affinity in one direction, in another, in both directions at the same time. There is place for, I mean, we are individuals. <laughs> so there is place for expressing our, our will and agency. My Guru Maharaj likes to say that, while, while emphasizing the non-difference between Gaur Lila and Krishna Lila, you may know this analogy, he makes that in his Sikshastha encounter. He says, like, uh, Gaur Lila and Krishna Lila, he gives the, 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 the symbol of the reversible jacket. You know what's a reversible jacket, right? So on one side, the, the jacket is all black, and it has like golden, how do you call this? Sleeves. Sleeves, yeah, whatever. Cuffs, sleeves, golden here, golden here in the neck. Some golden things, and black. And you make it the opposite, and it's whole golden and has black. 
So it's the same jacket, but there are different degrees of emphasis in the color. And of course, for us, color means emotion. Every emotion has a color. Or every color corresponds with an emotion. So the color of, of Sri Krishna is Sham, corresponds with a particular type of emotion, Sringar, his Sringar Murtiman, the personification of romanticism. <laughs> Mahaprabhu's color, or Gorlila's color, if you will, is golden, which has to do with Radha's complexion and the highest magnanimity and so on. So, basically the idea is Gorlila is non-different from Krishna Lila, but even we can think in terms of Gorlila is the most natural extension of Krishna Lila. So, when Krishna Lila wants to reach new heights and limits, it becomes Gorlila. Becomes, again, not in time. <laughs> so it's the most natural extent. If you play out the implications of Krishna Lila, you, you have Gorlila. If you play out the implications, what, what does it mean to be Krishna? If you play out what does it mean in all its implications, you have Mahaprabhu. And therefore you have Gorlila, because you cannot have Mahaprabhu without his Lila. So... Sometimes Gorlila is called Parishista Lila. So Parishista Lila means, um, Parishista is a word in Sanskrit which refers to an epilogue or like an appendix in a book. When you have a book and at the end is the epilogue or the, like the afterthought after all that has been said. So this is kind of closing the whole thing. So Gorlila is like that type of Lila which makes Krishna Lila successful, if you will, complete. My Guru Maharaj likes to say it. Without Gaur Lila, Krishna Lila is a failure. <laughs> because Krishna wants to taste something in, in Krishna Lila, in Vrindavan, but at one point of the Lila, as we will see, he finds himself overwhelmed and, and, and incapable of tasting something. So a new Lila is necessary for that. New, again. <laughs> Words are limited. So, and a new Lila, and, and, and a new, again, new, quote-unquote, realm, a scenario, a stage for that Lila, for that drama. So that we call Navadvip. We go from Brindavan to Gauravan, to the forest of, of Gore, if you want to put it like well. Gore Lila Bumi, the land of the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Dev. Hmm? <coughs> Which again, Navadvip is considered ex as Gore Lila is the most natural extension of Krishna Lila, then this Navadvip is the most natural extension of, 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 of uh, Brindavan. Bibu Brindavan. Bibu Brindavan will mean extended Brindavan. When Brindavan expands or, or go deep, deep and reaches new heights, we call that Navadu. Hmm? Yeah. The net is uh, interrupting, maybe. The what? The internet is rather talking, dropping. Dropping. On the, on so, the, what can I do? <laughs> you can maybe. What? Maybe connect to my yeah. uh, mobile. Or continue like this just to let you know. Uh huh. But it may interrupt the whole streaming or what? Yes, it may. Yeah, it, yeah for sure. For a second, yes. Would... If you disconnect and connect. Uh, what, what, Mirella's phone? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can try. Uh, one second, please. Some technical issue here. We will tr switch you to can a. Like this, but it drops okay. With the password? Uh, it's very long. I oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I think it's there. So Okay. Hopefully now it's it's working better.
Uh, so let's continue regarding now the Fangor Leland extend natural extension of Brindavan and so on. So again, we for this we have to go to Brindavan and we have to see how for Krishna <clears throat> there is some need no? in, in Krishna Lila. Krishna is needy of a particular experience. For example, in the Rasa Lila, we know that Sri Krishna disappears from Rasa dance and in separation. Uh, both Sri Radha and Sri Krishna are totally unfulfilled without one another. And it is mentioned in Shastra that Sri Radha in separation from Krishna and thinking about Krishna as being uh, unfulfilled without her because she knows, she has this particular psychology that she knows what will please Krishna the most and she's a, let's say, a fanatic of Krishna's pleasure. <laughs> she only lives for that. So by just thinking how much pleasure Krishna needs, how much pleasure he has to be provided, and how much she could do that, but due to the circumstances of the Leela, she's not able to be there with him for that to happen. She cries so much in that, in, by that thinking. To say in Vrindavan, there's one lake called Mansarova, which is connected with this. It's a lake made of, of Sri Radha's tears, you know, in this particular mood, basically. No? So, and sometimes she becomes so absorbed, so engrossed, if you will, in, in, in her beloved, in Sri Hari, that it says that sometimes even her, her luster, not luster, the hue of her body, changes into Shamsundar's color. There are a few deities of Sri Radha that you will find like that. If you get the chance to visit Sri Jagannath Puri, there's one temple there, one of the main ones called Tota Gopina. You may have heard about that one where Mahaprabhu daily will hear Harikata from Gadadhar Pandit. And then the deity, apart from Gopinath, from Krishna, the, the Radha deity is black. So generally you don't see black Radha. <laughs> but there's one example of she herself being totally absorbed into the thoughts of him to acquire, become like embraced by his luster. So, and also we have the opposite for sure. Now we have some deities of Krishna being white. No? Which one may say, why, why he's white? Some devotees even may complain, Krishna is not white. <laughs> but actually, if you understand why he's white, then you will appreciate that's, that's a higher Krishna, if you want to put it. That's Krishna absorbed in Shirada and acquiring her hue. So interestingly, we see that there is a famous pastime in that in, in this Rasa Lila, when Krishna is separated from Sri Radha, she, he sits in, in, Imli, in, in Imlitala, one special place in Seva Kunja in Vrindavan. There's a famous tree there. And, and he sits in meditation and becomes absorbed in Sri Radha. You may have seen there's a painting of that. And he's no longer Shyam. He acquires Gauri, like golden luster, like her. So this, there we have a trailer of Gaur Lila in Krishna Lila. But again, before Krishna is turning the color of Shirada, Shirada is turning black like Krishna's separation from him. No? So, <laughs> so there we see how, like the empathy, this word empathy is very important when we speak about Mahaprabhu, because empathy means, it's not so much like sympathy. Now, sympathy may be, oh, you are suffering, I, I sympathize with your suffering or something, but empathy has to do with, I've told, I'm totally in self-forgetfulness self and I'm totally absorbed in 
whatever you are experiencing. You know? so that's a Mahaprabhu is that empathic form of divinity. Hmm? So the point is that in Krishna Lila, as we know, Sri Hari <clears throat> it wis- it is mostly witnessing the degree of of loving absorption that Sri Radha presents, that he becomes overwhelmed trying to, to experience that, and that gives birth to Gaur Lila. He's, he's witnessing the current of love that Sri Radha represents. Radha, the, the name Radha itself means, well, it comes, of course, from Aradhana, which has to do with worshipping, and the worshipper, the topmost worshipper. And, of course, here, worshipper, we do not mean some ritual thing, very technical perfection in, in worship, but the most a spontaneous type of loving worship absorption. The name is saying Radha. If you repeat it a few times, it becomes Dhara. You say Radha a few times. That's the trick that Krishna plays in, in the Lila with his parrot. He cannot pronounce Radha's name directly. Everything is the Lila is Parokshabad, which means indirect speech. And Krishna likes that very much. He says in the Bhagavatam, Paroksham Mamacha Priyan. I like everything which is indirect, everything that is crooked. <laughs> crooked? I mean, everything in Krishna is crooked. No, it, no, his form is not straight. It's Tribanga Lalita. He's crooked in three parts. It say his flute is not straight. There is some crookedness there. His stick, Gopa stick, is not straight. There is some crookedness. Everything is crooked. No? Parakya Bhav is crooked. It's not directly. I mean, we are married overtly, officially. No, it's a whole clandestine no? underlying crooked stuff. Because, again, Crookedness gives more rasa in the language of, of poetry. All the things are, are to be presented indirectly, not directly. Directly is like not too tasty. No? So, so Krishna, as you know, he, make, he makes his, his part. You cannot say Radha directly in front of So you recite this verse that I composed. He gives a long verse to the parrot that is impossible for a parrot to learn, but begins with the word Dhara. No? So the parrot tries to... Repeat and memorize the whole verse, you know, not working. He said, no problem, no problem. Just repeat the first word, that's okay. What's the first word? Dhara. So he starts saying, Dhara, 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 Dhara. And Krishna said, oh, very nice. He, he gives some pomegranate seeds as, like, reward to the parrot. So, so Dhara means current. Current. So... The, or, and, we, and, and, and we can also connect the two syllables of the name Ra and Dha. So Ra can connect it with Raga or Anurag, which means deep affection. And Dha can be connected with the word Dhavati, which means to run very quickly. So Radha means to run very quickly with affection, with Anurag, in the direction of Krishna's pleasure. To run with lots of longing and intensity, passionate disposition of service. So she's always running towards Sri Krishna with greatest love. That's the ultimate meaning of Radha being the topmost worshipper, basically. No? And that's why she's called, again, Radha. She's flowing Dhara, like a current, very quickly, <laughs> for Krishna's pleasure. So, again, in the Rasa Lila, eventually we know the gopis start to sing Gopi Gita in separation from Krishna. Krishna is hiding behind the Tamal tree, as we know, camouflaging there and witnessing all that is happening. And, she, and he made all this thinking, okay, in separation from me, the gopis will increase their love for me because that's how it happens. I, I want the best for the gopis, so the best thing for them is that their love for me increases, so I will disappear. 
and the rest of the world will witness the, the, the integrity and the glory of their love by, by, by allowing all this to happen. So all those were the purposes of Krishna in his mind, but when he was witnessing that, a new purpose came, because he at one point started to witness how Radha's love for him was flourishing and flourishing in separation without end. It's like something that flourishes and flourishes inside and keeps flourishing. <laughs> so Krishna became a new meaning to the whole thing came to him, let's say, what must, she, what must she be experiencing? And whatever she's experiencing is in connection to me. So I would like to taste what does it feel to be Radha. And I will get to know myself from a new perspective. No, I don't know me that much. I, I don't know what she Radha is experiencing, but for sure, whatever she's experiencing is in relation to me. So what, what, what is that special thing that she's seeing in me? I mean, I, I don't know that. I need to taste that. Because Krishna's Rasaraj, or Rasik Sekar, he's the king of, of relishers. That's his only business, basically, to taste Rasa. So, and, and he finds also himself in a paradoxical situation, because he says, in the Gita, I say, Yeatamam prapadyantitam stataiva bhajamiham, according to how you worship me, I reciprocate. But he then finds the degree of the Gopi's love and Radha in particular, it's such that I cannot fulfill my promise of the Gita. I have to contradict myself. No? I have to say, uh, whatever I say in the Gita does not apply here, in Vrindavan, too much. That verse is, I cannot, I don't know how to, I cannot reciprocate with Sri Radha's love, because actually I want to taste whatever she's tasting. No? So then he says in the Bhagavatam, this is like the birth of Gaur Lila in the Bhagavatam. In the height of Rasa Lila, Krishna is saying to the gopis, I cannot repay my debt of love for you, even if I will try for a lifetime for Brahma. Try to imagine, it's a pretty long time. And Krishna can try nice, hard, but he say, I, I, I don't find a way. So, let your own love for me be its own reward, basically. I mean, I cannot give you a reward. Your own love for me is a reward. And it's such a reward that I want to taste that. It's, it will be a reward for me. It's not only a reward for you, because I cannot give you something back. So, your love for me is your own reward. I feel it will be the, uh, my own reward if I was just had the chance of tasting that. <laughs> Something like that. And Krishna is saying, I cannot pay your, my debt of love for you. I cannot even start to, to conceive how much is the debt. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I cannot fathom, fathom how much do I have to pay. So how, what to speak of paying the debt? If you don't even know what, how much is the debt, I mean, you cannot even start to think in terms of paying. First you need to, to, have a, to conceive how much is the debt and Krishna starts to... To, to count, and it's like, no, it's too overwhelming. <laughs> so, Krishna is not speaking cheap, flattering words here. He's really meaning what he's saying. And, and we will see, he's really serious about that because Gorlila is coming as an outcome of that. So, in this moment, Krishna, who sometimes is called Ajita, Ajita means unconquerable. So, he leaves that name and he becomes Jita. No? Bhagavatam is saying that Ajita becomes Jita. Jita Priya Priya Jita Sipra Transilok. What is the verse? Ah, yeah. 
So the one who is a Jita becomes Jita, the unconquerable becomes conquered by Sarup Shakti, by divine love, not by anything lower than that. So this is Krishna, this is the God we worship, a God who is conquered by love, a God who is worshipping something else. Prabhupada will say every religion teaches God is the ultimate worshipable object. We are teaching who is in God's altar, who God is worshipping. We are interested in that very intimate reach, an insect, hmm? showing Krishna totally like conquered by the love of, of, of Sri Radha, fainting even by the impact of, of, of her love. That's one of the names of Krishna, Ananga, that's invoking in Kama Gayatri. Ananga means it's a name for Cupid also, means without anger, without bodily limbs, because Cupid is said to be invisible, but also it means without consciousness of one's own body, it means fainting. So that's Krishna when he's pierced by the arrows of Sri Radha's sidelong glances. He becomes, he loses all consciousness about himself. So, so he wants to know, you know what's, what's this Radha Prem? So this is Gaur Lila. Gaur Lila Mahaprabhu is, is Krishna in the laboratory. Basically, you know, doing this experiment, trying to taste, trying to taste Radhavav, trying to taste, trying to attain his, his final PhD, basically. Now, he has pretty nice degrees in Krishna Lila, Bridge Lila, but he has to attain, I, I think there is another degree above PhD, I cannot remember the name, but there is something, uh, that one, no? his final upgrade, so Gaur Lila is that. Hmm? And, and he will attain that, as we will see. And, and of course, uh, he's eternally uh, doing that. Because as I said before, no, when we see Krishna, generally Krishna is presented in a crooked way, Tribanga Lalita, which is like crooked in, in three parts of the body. And, and, and with his feet on the, on the deed, it's generally it is shown that his, his heel, heel, not knee, is, is, is crooked there because he's trying to touch Radha's uh, skirt or something, you know? and, and he's inclined in that direction always. No? So he has Radha on his left, so he's always leaning. His crookedness goes in some particular direction. No? It's not just any type of crookedness. It's a very no, accurate, specific crookedness. No? So he's bending uh, to his left towards Shirada, and that means that and Krishna's crookedness is in his heart also to begin with. No, his his inclination is sorry, uh, is in the direction of, of Sri Radha. He's biased, if you will, towards her. So the point is, okay, there it is. Hmm? Do you follow my trans? I, okay. So again, he's in that direction, inclined towards her, and, and at one point he inclines so much that again he wants to taste what she is about. So this longing is finally fulfilled, as we will see in the form, in the figure of Sriman Mahaprabhu. And in that sense, we could say Mahaprabhu Gorsundar is Krishna in his ripe form. In the crookedness, he's towards Radha, trying to taste that. But as Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu doesn't appear crooked. No, he's straight. <laughs> because he has fulfilled the purpose that Krishna had. Krishna was crooked, inclines towards Radha, trying to taste that. As Mahaprabhu, he's... Successful in that, so he's straight, you know, showing the the victory, 
the victory of Sri Radha, uh, basically, Radha's prem. Hmm? So, sometimes, no, Krishna is known as Radhanath. You have heard that name, Radhanath. Radhanath means the, the master of Sri Radha, which kind of presents Krishna as the master. No? But for us Gaudias, we know it's, it's not that much like that. No? And actually, ultimately, Krishna is more Radha Kinkara. No? Kinkara means servant. So he's a, a servant of Sri Radha Yultman. He's Dihi Pada Palavamu Dharam, Jayadev Goswami. Famous line when Krishna puts his head to the ground on the feet of Sri Radha, praying to her, please bless my head, putting your lotus, the, the dust of your lotus feet of my head, on my head. So here as Mahaprabhu, he's confirming that Krishna comes and, and to sing that to the world and saying, like the famous verse, Hey Devi Krishna, Mayi Prakta, Radhika Paradevata. Sarva Lakshmi Mai Sarva Kanti San Mohini Para. This is a verse from the Tantra, glorifying Radha with different names. But Mahaprabhu himself, Krishna himself, as Gore, is saying that. And one of the lines says, Radhika Paradevata. Sri Radha is my supreme goddess, my ultimate Ishtadev. Hmm? So Krishna is saying that. No, Krishna is taking Sri Radha's, again, he's worshipping her in, her in his altar. Hmm? That's the secret of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So therefore, Mahaprabhu sometimes is called Radha Vijay Murti. Radha Vijay Murti means the form Murti of Radha Vijay. Vijay means victory. So Radha Vijay means Radha's victory. The form of Radha's victory comes in, in the form of Mahaprabhu because that personifies how love is conquering the Absolute. And Krishna loves to be conquered. It's not that Krishna is, oh, I was defeated. No, I mean... It is said that if there is one quality in Krishna that is Krishna's favorite quality in himself, it's how much he's conquered by the love of his devotees. If you were to make an interview with Krishna and say, what's the thing that lacks the most about yourself? You know, how much I'm being, how much I become a slave of my, of my lovers. So that's, that's, the, that's the God we worship. No? Very unique conception. No? So again, as, as Mahaprabhu, again, Krishna is defeated, but in one sense, Krishna is successful in his project because the whole project was to be defeated, if you <laughs> to taste Radha's prem. So at the end of the Sikshastakam, this is stated when Krishna does invokes the last verse at the end of the Chaitanya Charitamrita and says the last verse was spoken by Radha herself, which means Mahaprabhu, Krishna's Mahaprabhu, was able to fully taste Radha Bhav. But of course, Immediately the, the, the question comes, but how much one can taste Radhabab fully? How much there is an end to that experience? Because actually Radhabab is a bottomless ocean. So that's why we have eternal Gorlila, Nityanavadvip. Now in Nityanavadvip, in the eternal Gorlila, we have Krishna's Mahaprabhu eternally tasting Radhabab, which has no end. No? <laughs> Finding new and new hikes or, or, or depths to that bottomless ocean. So that's why and we are invited to enter into that eternal, without endless, endless experiment, if you will, called Nityanavati. <laughs> so again, as Mahaprabhu, Krishna is trying to taste Radhavav. That's the main reason for his appearance. And this is not such a cheap thing. You know? We may think, oh, Krishna can press a button and he's already doing that. No, no, no. It's not so easy. You know? Because he's... Krishna is trying to imbibe the mood of Sri Radha, but this is not so easy for him. Because in one sense, they are separately 
they are they are presented exactly different moods. No? Krishna is Adi Purusham, the supreme enjoyer. Vishaya Lambana, the object of all service, he's the center, everything is going to him. And Sri Radha is exact the disposition of giving herself to him. Asraya Lambana, the vessel of love, sacrifice, dedication for the pleasure of Krishna. And Krishna is the one receiving the pleasure, if you will, Purusha. So now the supreme enjoyer has to take the role of you follow my point, no? So this is not so easy. Basically, no, it's like if you have a, a magnet and you want to change the the poles, you see? It's not just like, oh, ready. No, it's not so easy. So it takes quite an effort for Krishna to change his natural disposition of being the enjoyer to become, to enter into Shirada's shoes, if you will. No? So, and, and that takes sadhana. That's what we call sadhana. Sadhana means what? Like, and very intense effort for invoking some internal transformation. That's what we call sadhana. So to fulfill his desires, Krishna has to become a... What's the name of someone who practices sadhana? Sadhana. Okay. <laughs> so, so in order to fulfill his innermost desire, Krishna, Supreme Enjoyer, appears as a sadhaka in the form of Mahaprabhu, as a devotee, as a practitioner. Because a sadhaka is expected to do sadhana, and sadhana, as I mentioned, is a very intense effort to invoke inner transformation. Don't forget that. That's what it means to be a sadhaka. Not just I'm to, to have a, you are a card carrying member of the sampradaya. I have to, I have to, yeah, I was initiated. This is my name, this is my, I'm a sadhaka. I'm saved. I'm chanting some rounds and doing this. Oh, no need for more. You see the example of sadhaka that Mahaprabhu is given. <laughs> so this is a very wonderful lila, no? Gaur lila, because again, we have the... Krishna generally is the object of sadhana. No? All sadhana is pointing to him. He's the, the enjoyer and the one who takes the fruits and re enjoys the fruits and results of the efforts of so many devotees. And now the object of all sadhana becomes a performer of sadhana, becomes a sadhaka. That's a very unique like, shift, if you will. Hmm? Hmm. And generally, usually, the, the normal rule is like a sadhaka, by eventually after practice, becomes a siddha. Huh? Siddha means like a perfected being. And when, when attaining the goal of sadhana, now when you perform sadhana, there is a goal in mind. In, ideally, you have very clear in your mind which is your goal, because if not your sadhana may be totally like for what you are doing sadhana, which is the goal of your sadhana. If you don't know what's the goal, probably you are not doing that much sadhana. I mean, even you do many things, if the goal is not clear for what you are doing those things. You follow? That, that's why when Mahaprabhu spoke with Ramananda Roy, we spoke about that last time, he said, speak to me about sadhya, sadhana, tattva. He said, speak to me about sadhya, sadhana, Tattva. He didn't say sadhana sadhya tattva. He said sadhya sadhana tattva. What is the goal? And what's the practice to attain the goal? The highest one. And Ramananda Roy spoke about different levels of goals. And whenever he reached the top, and Mahaprabhu put his hand on his mouth, you remember, okay, you reached the topmost goal. Then Mahaprabhu said, okay, now share the practice that will take us to that goal. But he made this point. First, we have to ascertain the goal. 
And then our practice we will with that goal in mind. Because if you don't have a clue about the goal, your practice will be for what, which goal in mind, basically. No? So, so again, someone who embraces sadhana is to attain a particular siddhi or perfection, and the sadhaka becomes a siddha. So, but in this case, in Gorlila, we have Krishna, who is siddha, if you will, is perfect, <laughs> siddha Krishna, becoming a sadhaka. No? Like, apparently going backwards, no? reversing the, the whole thing here. Hmm? And becoming a, a disciple of Sri Radha, basically, and a student in the school of love of Sri Radha. Mm-hmm. I'm a student in the school of Sri Radha, in the Prem, in the school of Prem of Sri Radha, and her love makes me dance, so many wonderful dances, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's in that place is where Krishna, Sita Krishna, finds his ultimate perfection in being a sadhaka and being a student. So do not underestimate your own opportunity of being a sadhaka, being a student. So as in, in that particular situation, Mahaprabhu, Krishna is Mahaprabhu, he attains further perfection. He's perfect. Om Purnamada, Purnamada, he's complete. But he attains the further perfection of, of, the, of the perfect, if you will. There is a way of using that, those terms. For example, Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and in other places, depicts Krishna as Purna, Purnatara, and Purnatama. So you say Krishna in Dwarka is Purna, which means perfect or complete. Krishna in Mathura is Purnatara, which means more complete. He's always complete, but on the basis of being complete, he can become more. <laughs> but he's always complete. So in Dwarka is complete, Mathura is more complete, Purnatara. And in Brindavan, he is the most complete. No? Purnatama. Hmm? But we Gaudias will say, it doesn't stop there. It goes one, one, more, one, one further step. Uh, Krishna, as Gaur Krishna, he becomes what we may call Purnatama Tama. Hmm? No? He becomes like most, the most and of the most complete. No? Something, the, again, the further perfection of the perfect. Hmm? So that's a way of speaking about that. <laughs> For example, Krishna is, is many times called in Shastra as Prabhu. Prabhu means like Lord or Master. That's not a, a low thing. No? Sometimes they watch, are speaking to me, Prabhu, oh, oh Maharaj, excuse me so much. So I'm sorry I call you Prabhu. I'm so like, yeah, you shouldn't have called me Prabhu, I told them. Because Prabhu is way above higher than Maharaj or any title. <laughs> Prabhu is the name for, for Bhagavan. So you, you should, we should understand this. Even if someone calls you Prabhu and you accept that, you have to honor that name properly also. No? So Krishna is called Prabhu in Shastra in many places. But when Prabhu attains further perfection, how do we call Prabhu? Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu. So generally we don't call Krishna Prabhu, uh, Mahaprabhu. You never hear about Krishna being Mahaprabhu in Vrindavan. Krishna is Mahaprabhu somewhere else. <laughs> Gaur Lila. No? The greatest. Mahaprabhu means Lord. And Maha means great. The greatest Lord. The greatest form of Prabhu is Mahaprabhu. The ripe 
form of Krishna, if you will, the ultimate most material form. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu, he's Mahaprabhu because he's Krishna experiencing the Mahabhav of Sri Radha. And, and, and as a result of that experience of Mahabhav, he's given Maha Mantra to the world and therefore he's known as Mahabhadanjaya, no? the most merciful aspect of the Absolute. So Maha, 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 he's Mahaprabhu for sure. <laughs> we have to call him like that. No? This is a very nice verse that is, is mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Namo Mahabhadanjaya Krishna Prem Pradayati Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauda Tvise Namaha so this verse is presented when Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis meet Mahaprabhu and Prayag. So it's a very nice verse. Let me share some words about that because it speaks a lot about who, who Mahaprabhu is. So in this verse, Nam, Rupa, Guna, Lila are included. Now these four departments are generally mentioned. Name, form, qualities, and Lila. So Nam, Mahabhadanyaya. In, in, in other order, no? Mahavadanya means Mahaprabhu is the most merciful, most magnanimous form of the That's his guna, his attribute. Hmm? Namo is the beginning, which means I offer pranam to him. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prem Pradaya. So his, what's his lila? His lila is Krishna Prem Pradaya to bestow hmm? bhakti. Bhakti is not inherent. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Prem is not inherent. They say, Krishna Prem Pradai. Pradai means to give. So if, if it's inherent, how can someone give it to you? I mean, someone is giving them. Mahaprabhu is giving. Krishna Prem Pradayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya, Namne Gora. I mean, Namum, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya. Krishna Chaitanya is his name, his name. His, what's his name? Krishna Chaitanya. Gauratwise. Gauratwise is his rupa, his form, which is Gauratwise means has the, the hue, the golden hue. So again, Mahabhadanyaya, to go for a minute, he's the most merciful aspect of Bhagavan. Why? Why? You tell me. That's a that that was what I was. He's a, you you say he gives. He that he, he I mean you say he bestows bhakti but or prem but he's given the highest form of that. And Greg added even to the lowest. So these two points make someone to deserve the title Mahabadanyaya. Because you can be Badanjaya, you can be magnanimous, but the most magnanimous means he who is given. The highest thing, even to the less, less deserve, deserve, deserving people. So we can give testimony of that. <laughs> and of course, for fully understanding this, we have to understand what's the highest thing and who are the lowest. So it takes some time to really enter into, to really go back and say, oh, Mahabhadanya, it makes full sense now. I fully understand. And of course, the most immediate thing, maybe instead of going, what's the highest thing? We can go, what's the lowest thing? And just just take a look at, in my case, at least I'm not saying your case, but who you are, where, or where have you been before being touched by Mahaprabhu's grace? Because now we may not be the lowest. Uh, it can happen if, if we are not appreciating the gift, but by the grace of Mahaprabhu, we have been upgraded considerably. 
but before that, we have all the rights and good reason to label our. Here I am, <laughs> the lowest of the lowest. No? So, and, and again, when when you understand that, you can really conceive. Oh my God! This is, as we always speak, costless. It's a costless gift. I do not deserve that, but still, it's coming. So that's so 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 merciful, so merciful. Jagai Madai were Brahmins and they were so sinful, but they never committed Vaishnava Aparat. And that's why they were redeemed by Nityananda Prabhu. But he will say, Krishna Das Kavraj, in his humility, I am totally engaged in Aparat. So I'm lower than Jagai Madai. Jagai Madai Papista. And I'm lower than the warm the stool. That's another extreme description that he gives and there's a whole story to illustrate that I, I won't go there, it's too much, we will end at midnight today <laughs> So, <laughs> of course we have to go through these things without neurosis in, in a sustainable way but it's, there is a place for us to in a healthy way conclude I'm the lowest and of course each one will think the same <laughs> in a natural way again but at the same time so much hope and so much grace is coming despite my lack of qualification. So that contrast becomes, I mean, it's too, it moves my heart too much. That, that's the point. Because if you don't feel lower, and this is not like forcing the idea, <laughs> but realizing that, then you can really measure and, 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 and embrace the full-fledged uh, extension of this grace. You know? so, so again, Mahaprabhu is giving this Krishna Prem to us in a very generous way. Audari Lila, which means giving the Madhuri of Braj, giving the intimate love of Vrindavan in the totally undiscriminating way, basically. That, that's the very idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You know what's the meaning of Gaudiya, where the word Gaudiya is coming? I'm asking. From, from the area where Gaudiya is. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Gaudiya comes from Goda, sometimes called Goda Desh, which is the area where Mahaprabhu was born in brief. That's the, the, the general meaning. So someone may say, it's weird to call your tradition Gaudiya Vaishnavism then, because it's like if you will say, I'm practicing Bulgarian Christianity, <laughs> huh? because Gaudiya will be a geographical uh, term, and it's like it's limited to one area. I'm practicing, practicing South American Islam. It's like, what? <laughs> Gaudiya. So there has to be another meaning to Gaudiya, which goes beyond the mere three-dimensional geography. And it has to do with the, the very, also the play of words, but the word Gaudiya, the Gaudiya will come from Gur also. So Gur is like, how do you say in English? Molasses, this type of sugar substance, because Bengal is a land of sweetness. There is lots of bamboo and and, and uh, sorry, yeah, exactly. There are so many things that are made with with sweet stuff. So the idea with this conception is, in this land there is the gur or the molasses of the sweetness, the maduria of Vrindavan is there. <laughs> But it's being given. That's the mood of Navadu, no? Audarya. Audarya means the bestowal of Madhurya, basically. That's the name of Mahaprabhu, Prem Purushottam. He was experiencing 
a unique prem and distributing that to others, basically. Prema rasani riyasa kodite ashradan, raga bhanaka bhakti loki kodite prachanan. He's tasting the hikes of Prem Rasa and as a result of his own experience, he overflows in that and that becomes his dispensation, his distribution to the world, Raga Bhakti. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the nature of Navadvip, no? It's like sweetness predominated by magnanimity, Sri Lachidam Maharaj will say. Vrindavan is, there's magnanimity, but the predominated function is sweetness. There's the same thing, but in different proportions, if you will. It's the same Lila again. It's the same place, Gore, Krishna, Naldi, Vrindavan, but different proportions and dispositions, basically. Hmm? So this verse of, that we mentioned, Namo Mahabhadanyaya, then Krishna Chaitanya Namne. The name is Krishna Chaitanya, which is Mahaprabhu Sanya's name, very unique name. As we know, we will speak about later, what's Mahaprabhu Sanyas. Uh, which means Krishna consciousness, as you may imagine. Krishna Chaitanya. Chaitanya means consciousness. So Krishna, Srila Prabhupada named his movement Krishna consciousness. It's another way of saying Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Hmm? And of course, who is Krishna Chaitanya? Who is Krishna consciousness ultimately? Sri Radha. Oh, there is Krishna consciousness somewhere, that's in her. So Mahaprabhu is in, that, in her mode. So that name is pretty appropriate. Krishna Chaitanya, which is not a typical. Sanya's name. Hmm? So nobody speaks Harikata like her, nobody is absorbing Krishna like her, and so on. Hmm? And again, Gora Twise, this Mahaprabhu is Krishna coming with the luster of Sri Radha. And again, luster means color, and color means mood, emotion. So he's coming with the duty, Radha Bhava, duty, Radha Bhava, duty. No, Radha Bhava means in the mood of Sri Radha, and duty means with the luster. So one thing is connected with the other. He has a particular inner mood, which reflects in a particular external presentation, if you will. Hmm? And that's the main reason for Mahaprabhu's descent. So this main reason for Mahaprabhu's descent, again, because we can speak of Mahaprabhu, he came for establishing the Juga Dharma, he's the Juga Avatar, yes, but that's not the main reason. main reason is tasting Radhabhav, and Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami uniquely presents this in his Chaitanya Charitamrita, especially in his Mangala Charan, in the first six verses of his invocation. So, give me some time, because I would like to, <laughs> to share some ideas regarding this. Because from, in these days we will mostly resort to Chaitanya Charitamrita, so first I would like to share some words on Chaitanya Charitamrita and how important it is for us, Gaudias. And then how analyze very briefly how Krishna Das's Goswami is unfolding this idea of Mahaprabhu's descent in, in the first six verses of his Mangalachara. My Guru Mahesh has exposed on that much more in detail in his book, Sacred Preface. So to begin with, of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita is one of the the main biographies of Mahaprabhu, sometimes called hagiographies, for not for not saying the the main one, but that's not the only one. There are seven main biographies of Mahaprabhu, actually, written in the old times, if you will. First, we have one called Krishna Chaitanya Charitamrita, the first one, who was written by Murari Gupta, who is Hanuman in Gorlila. So Hanuman wrote the first one. 
So that's Krishna Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sometimes different names are there, but that's the main name. There's another one called Chaitanya Charitamrita Mahakavya, written by Kavi Karnapur. He's another associate of Mahaprabhu. As a baby, he was sucking one of the fingers of the feet of Mahaprabhu. That was his Sangha with Mahaprabhu, pretty sub- substantial. <laughs> then it's the second biography written by um, Kavi Karnapur, Chaitanya Chandradaya Nataka, which is more in the format of a play, like aesthetics and that particular elements. Hmm? Then we have Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is quite well known for us, Prakrindavan Dastakur. So we have more, what, four, right? Then we have Chaitanya Mangal by Lodge and Dastakur. Maybe you hear about that one. There is another Chaitanya Mangal written by one Jayananda. And the seventh one is Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishna Das Kaviraj So interestingly, and I'm saying that very briefly, we see in these seven uh, biographies, which of course came not in the same moment, but one after the other, but in a certain period of time, an unfolding of, of how they conceive and present Mahaprabhu in their particular books, finding the ultimate presentation in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So in the, in the first, I won't mention each one of them, but in the first biographies, Mahaprabhu is more presented in like an incarnation of Vishnu, basically, like a Vishnu avatar in, in a Puranic sense, coming to destroy demons, and establish the Dharma more in that particular world order, no? New world order or something. <laughs> no? Then another biography, uh, Panchatattva appears on this scene, and but Mahaprabhu still is more connected with the avatar principle, not so much as avatari or what to speak of Krishna's PhD form or something. <laughs> no? Uh, some others, Mahaprabhu being depicted as an incarnation of Krishna, like like somehow uh, secondary to, to Krishna in that sense. Uh, in the second biography of Kavi Karnapur, a little bit the, 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 the feminine side of Mahaprabhu is slightly presented, Sri Radha, but not fully emerged. Uh, Lord Dastakur also speaks about like the Madhurya side of Mahaprabhu, but on some level. So finally, in Krishna Daska, Vraj Goswami, Chaitanya Charitamrita, we have we find this in the words of Srila Siddhar Maharaj, full-fledged or fully blown conception, more developed of who is Mahaprabhu, Krishna in the mood of Radha, coming mainly for that purpose, and and so on. So my point is, Chaitanya Charitamrita is like the the refined version of Mahaprabhu's life, if you will, go into the deepest reason for his descent. Hmm? So, Chaitanya Charitamrita, some brief words about Chaitanya Charitamrita before going to the Mangala Charan. So, Chaitanya Charitamrita means, could mean many things, of course. Chaitanya is the name for Mahaprabhu. Charit means attributes, and Amrita means, like, nectarian. So, the nectarian attributes of Mahaprabhu, which is, of course, mm-hmm. perfect name. <laughs> but also it can be translated, if we take Chaitanya's consciousness, because it means consciousness, so it means, an Amrita also means immortality. So, and Charit means, again, character or attribute. So, Chaitanya Charitamrita could mean the character of consciousness is immortality. 
So Mahaprabhu is coming to show that. What's the ultimate attributes that consciousness can express in immortality? What's the ultimate potential of the jiva? Through his own example as a sadhaka, he's pointing to us, this is all that you can reach. Not exactly what Mahaprabhu is tasting, but as close as we can. So, so that's, in, a, in another words again, the, book is, the name of the book is saying no, that the con- consciousness possesses character, possesses personality, possesses uh, potential, and immortality is not only some, uh, like, being freed from suffering, and that's all. Because Amrita means, again, non-death, but Amrita means also nectar. So there is positive attainment in immortality. It's not just being rid, being getting rid of the negative influence, but embracing the positive, as my Guru Maharaj likes to say. Not only going from negative numbers to zero, but asking after zero, there, are there more numbers? Are there any positive numbers? <laughs> so that's Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu taught people how to become immortal. But a particular notion of immortality, again, not just transcend samsara. Hmm? But with his own example showing what's the ultimate potential of the soul. And that's pretty ecstatic, as you, as you may imagine. <laughs> hmm? So, also this Chaitanya Charitamrita is like the natural continuation of Srimad Bhagavatam. Gaur Lila is, is the natural extension of Krishna Lila, so Chaitanya Charitamrita is the natural continuation of Bhagavatam, as the Bhagavatam is the natural continuation of Gita. Gita and saying, Sarva Dharma Parityaja. That's the conclusion of the Gita. Abandon all sense of Dharma and surrender unto me. And that's where the Bhagavatam begins. Second verse, Dharma Prita Kaitavo. Reject all false sense of Dharma. So, where the Gita concludes, Bhagavatam starts. <laughs> and then, after 18,000 verses, <laughs> last verse of the Bhagavatam, uh, yeah, of the Bhagavatam says, what? Nam Sankirtanam Jasya Sarpa Papa Pranasunam Pranamodu Kosamanas Tannamami Harimparam. Offer pranam to Sri Hari, whose congregational chanting of the holy names frees one from all sinful reactions and so on. So the last verse of the Bhagavatam starts saying, Nam Sankirtanam. So it puts us at the feet of Mahaprabhu. The whole Bhagavatam concludes at the feet of Gorlila, basically. So Chaitanya Charitamrita picks from that and continues. There's <laughs> a natural continuation. Srila Prabhupada will call Chaitanya Tritamta like the postgraduate studies of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So there is some hierarchy in Shastra. It's not just, oh, I will start with this because I like the cover of this book. No? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Actually, when Srila Prabhupada went to the U.S., the very first classes he gave were on Chaitanya Charitamrita because his natural taste there. But eventually in time he realized, Oh, this is too much. The audience is not ready yet for this. So he started, he, he measured the adhikar of the hearers, and he realized, no, I will first deliver a more basic discourse, narrative, and gradually, no, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavata, and then we reach Chaitanya Charitamrita and so on. Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta says something similar. He said once that if all the books of the world will be destroyed, <laughs> this type of examples, no? And only 
Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita remain, there is no loss for us Gaudias. And he continues it. And even if the Srimad Bhagavatam gets lost, but Chaitanya Charitamrita remain, there is no loss. Because the essence of the Bhagavatam, again, is found in Chaitanya Charitamrita. The essence of Krishna Lila is found in Gaur Lila. Because, and, and something more, that's the point. Everything that is in the Bhagavatam is in Chaitanya Charitamrita and something more. Some bonus track, you say in English? Some added feature. So this Chaitanya Charitamrita is like the, the only Goswami Granta or book written by the Goswamis, in this case Krishna Das Kaviraj, not the, one of the six, but one of the eight Goswamis, sometimes there is that group. The only one written in Bengali, which is in, in, interesting because at that time Bengali was in the language for the common people, while the books of the Goswamis were all written in Sanskrit, and Sanskrit was more the language of the Edu- 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 oh, again, again. educated class. Hmm? So the point is, not everyone had access. <laughs> this is a whole new Lila. <laughs> Namras is connected. This is because of you, Namras. So you were the ones who bought me this microphone. <laughs> and yes, it's increasing the quality of the presentation. Thank you so much. But some implications also up there. So all the Goswami Granta were written in Sanskrit, so not everyone had access to them, basically. So Chaitanya Charitamrita is all the essence of the books of the Goswamis, but in a language that is accessible to everyone. And at the same time, presenting the highest reach of the Goswami Granta, if you will. Hmm? So that's a very interesting thing. Because as we know, the Goswamis never wrote about uh, Mahaprabhu. Overtly, I mean, there were some things here and there, some astakams, some prayers, but they did not enter into full details of that. But as my Guru Maharaj likes to say, the Goswamis wrote about Radha and Krishna in such a way that the reader will naturally at one point ask, where is Mahaprabhu? That's a very important point. <laughs> if you properly study the books of the Goswamis, they wrote about Vrindavan and Krishna in such a way that it naturally takes you into asking, there has to be a gold lila. If not, this Krishna lila is it's not complete. The Goswamis were experts in doing that. Indirectly, again, indirectly, they spoke about Mahaprabhu very deeply. And Krishna Daskaraj Goswami complemented that by speaking about in a more bold, direct way. <laughs> So in this Chaitanya Charitamrita, we find how, in the words of my Guru Maharaj, how Rupa Goswami saw and understood Mahaprabhu. Krishna Dhaka Goswami show us that picture, how Mahaprabhu is seen through the lens of the Goswamis, especially Sila Rupa Goswami. Mm-hmm. And also there is a, a quite detailed description of some lilas that were not present in previous biographies. For example, Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is a the second for us most important biography, I would say, and Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita is constantly referring to Chaitanya Bhagavat. But in Chaitanya Bhagavat there is something very nice, a very charming imperfection, if you will, <laughs> because the author, Krishna uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur, he's a, a devotee of Srinityananda. 
he's totally into Sri Nityananda. You can feel that from day from page one. So he, but in the beginning of the book, he this, he gives a summary of I will be speaking about all this throughout my book. So there, there you have like the index, if you will, table of contents. <laughs> but as the book progresses, at one point he starts to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the glories of Srinitai, who is who is his sister there. And he, he gets gets lost there. <laughs> lost and found, as they say. And the book ends there. So you may say, but but in the beginning you say that you were going to speak about it. You didn't do that. You may say that's an imperfection, but which was the cause of that imperfection? His total absorption in Bhav in Nityananda. So that's not imperfect. <laughs> so so the point is in that way, Brindavan does didn't describe in detail certain leelas of Mahaprabhu. So Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is complementing that and entering in more detail about those leaders which Brindavan Das mentioned briefly or did not even mention at all because of getting lost in, <laughs> in an ocean of Nityananda, Nityananda's bath. Hmm? So, it is said that in that way, and Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami himself describes in, the, in his book, the devotees came to him asking him, please, expand on these lilas that Brindavan Das did not speak about. So he went to Brindavan, a long story, but basically in Brindavan, he went to the deity of Madam Mohan, Krishna Das Kavraj Goswami, asking blessings for such a task, such a challenging service. And in that moment, the garland from Madam Mohan fell in Krishna Das Kavraj Goswami, which was quite a mystical confirmation, like, Begin Chaitanya Charitamrita. So that's when he started to write his book, full of humility. So, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the description of the pastimes of Mahaprabhu from his birth and so on begins in the 13th chapter of Adi Lila. As you know, Chaitanya Charitamrita is described, is divided in Adi Lila, Madhya Lila, and Antya Lila. So the Adi Lila, which is the initial portion, you may think, okay, the first chapter starts with Mahaprabhu's birth and so on. No, no, that happens in chapter 13. <laughs> so before that, there is a whole preparation of the stage and the explanation of the Mangala Charan. Mangala Charan is the auspicious invocation of the book, which happens in the first verses, but then the, the, the next chapters are ex- an, an, an elaboration of that Mangala Charan. So, in the first 12 chapters of the book. So we won't go through those 12 chapters. We will go next class straight to Mahaprabhu's birth. But today I wanted to concentrate a little bit, as I mentioned, on the Mangala Charan, the first six verses only, mostly, which in which Krishna Das Kavraj Goswami unfolds gradually who Mahaprabhu is and why he actually descended. <laughs> So, if you have some minutes, I will try to share with you some words about the first six verses of Mangal Charan of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Maybe you are not prepared and you don't have the verses with yourself. Uh, maybe you are not prepared, you don't have learned them by heart yet, but you can. There's time. But if you want to look, if not, I will share them with you. But just in case you may like to have and read them, no problem. So I will recite each of them and briefly explain. But it's nice to see how in these first six verses, gradually more and more, Krishna Das Kavraj Goswami is like 
revealing who Mahaprabhu is and why he came to us, no? Like to make full circle with what we were speaking in the beginning of the class and then put our discourse to rest today. So the first verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, chapter 1, verse 1, Chaitanya Charitamrita 111, says, Bande Gurum Isha Bhaktam Isha Matarakam Tatsakasam Chatak Shakti Krishna Chaitanya Samyakam. So, of course, to begin with, the, the, the first two words, Bande Gurum. Krishna Daskara said, I offer bandanam, pranam, obeisances unto the gurus, unto my spiritual masters. He's not saying unto my guru and there's only one guru and he's the best and he's my guru, something like that. Sometimes we hear that, unfortunately. <laughs> no, Krishna Daskara is not, not that type of person. He's really, he's showing, he's putting the whole book in context. I mean, if you don't get these two first two words, you won't get the whole rest of the book. So there's a plurality of gurus. There's not only one guru and that's mine or something. <laughs> so he's showing that by saying gurun. Gurun is plural. It's not guru, which is singular. So he's saying, I offer my respectful obeisance unto the spiritual masters. No? Eventually we want to enter a land of gurus, Silas Siddhamaras will say. What to speak of thinking in terms of many gurus. A land of gurus where the land itself is a guru. <laughs> so, so basically in this verse he's offering pranam in a very brief way to the panchatattva and to the principle of guru. Bande gurum isha bhaktam, which means to the devotees of the Lord, of isha. Isham isha avatarakam, to the avataram, to the divine descents of Bhagavan. Tat prakashan, prakashan means to the expansions or plenary portions of Bhagavan and the chatak shakti and to the shaktis of Bhagavan swarup shakti tatasta shakti and of course as we, you may imagine all this is personified in the panchatattva swarup shakti gadadar pandit tatasta shakti srivas pandit avatar advaita charya prakash nityananda Prabhu. and Bhagavan and the end says Krishna Chaitanya Samyakam and I offer pranam to Bhagavan himself, Krishna Chaitanya, who comes in the mood of the devotee. So this is the first verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita, huh? and of the Mangala Charan. Hmm? The Mangala Charan is made of three ingredients. Namaskar, Bastu Nirdesh, and Ashirbat. So Namaskar is <clears throat> one verse or more than one verse, in which the author offers Namaskar, Namaste, Namaskar, for Pranam, to the deities of of the book, if you will. So, in the in the first verse, this first verse is Namaskar Shloka, and the second verse will we, we also be Namaskar Shloka, where Krishna Das Kaviraj offers pranam to the deities of the book. So, this is a pranam, general pranam mantra. Here, as you can see, he's not mentioning anything about Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha. And the, he's not saying that. He's saying unto Mahaprabhu who is Bhagavan. So a general idea, Mahaprabhu is God. We are not against that. But we have to begin somewhere. <laughs> so let's go to the second verse. Which is again, Namaskar Shloka, a second Namaskar Shloka, in which Krishna Das Kaviraj will be more specific in his pranam, and he will offer offices to Sisigor Nityananda. Bande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Godadai Pushpabantu Chitra Sangdot Tamonato. 
This is a very nice person, my Guru Maharaj likes it a lot. So he offered pranam to <coughs> Bande, <coughs> sorry, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda. So Sri Sri Gaur Nityananda Ki Jai. Sahadito Godadai Pushpavanta Chitra Sangdota Monudo. It is a whirl like the sun and the moon. Mahaprabhu compared like the sun and Nityananda Prabhu like this soothing moon. A lot to say on the man of, the, of this, but I'll make it brief. Appearing simultaneously on the horizon of Godadesh, of Bengal. So, of course, you never see that the sun and the moon are appearing at the same time. If that will happen, you will say, like, this is totally extraordinary. So that's the idea of Krishna Daskara, this is totally extraordinary. <laughs> they are, sun and, like, if the sun and the moon will appear at the same time, this is unbelievable, but that's happening. Chitra Sangdo Tamonudo. And they have arisen to dissipate the darkness of tamas, of ignorance, and Chitra Sangdo, and to bestow a wonderful benediction upon all. So there is some, start to be some glimpse about what Mahaprabhu is about. But he's not saying yet what's the, benefit, the wonderful benediction they are coming to give. But he's like gradually presenting the whole thing. No? Like if you want to say something very special and you will like <laughs> in installments you will like this, but this and this. So he's doing that very expertly here. So this again, one, a second Namaskar Shloka offering pranam to Gornityananda, the Samasti Gurus of our Sampradaya, the macrocosmic Gurus. Uh, again, nothing directly about Mahaprabhu being in Radhabhav, Krishna, but they come to one, bestow a wonderful benediction upon all, which of course we know that will be in connection with Mahaprabhu's own experience and Nityananda Prabhu delivering that like totally in an undiscriminate way. So, <clears throat> yeah, basically that, I will say. I mean, there are lots of things to say about each of these mantras. I'm suffering a lot of anxiety not being able to say more, but time is, is, is here. We are still on the time frame, so... <laughs> So let's go to the third verse. Because my main point is in sharing this verse is to show how the presentation of Mahaprabhu's reason for descending is being unfolded here. So third verse. We go now to the another ingredient of the Mangala Charan. We have the Namaskar Shloka first two. Now we go to the Bastunir Desh Shloka. Bastunir Desh Shloka is a verse that... Uh, how to say that points to the essence of the of the of the what the book is about basically this is what the book is about this is the object of the book so jadat baitam brahma panishadi tadapi asya tanubha ya atmantaryami purushaiti sosyam sabhi baba sadaishvarya purnas jaiha bhagavan satsaya maham na chaitanya krishna jagati paratattvam paramiha all these are very nice verses and all are invited to learn them. <laughs> so, this is a very nice verse. Bastu Nirdesh, again. So, Jadat Beitam Brahmopanishadi Tadapyasetanuba. He's saying, he's unfolding, he's saying the first line, he, he that what the Upanishad describes as the impersonal Brahman is but the effulgence of his body. 
he's not saying who he's speaking about. He's saying he who no that he who the Upanishads speak about sorry, the Upanishads speak about Brahman. No? The Brahma Jyoti did Okay, that is the eff is his effulgence. Then second line, Jaatmantaryami Purusha Siti Sosyamsabibhava. Paramatma, this no, localized all pervasive form in the heart of it, is his plenary exp portion, expansion. So he's going to this para Brahman, Paramatman, Bhagavan and connecting them with, as we will see, of course, Mahaprabhu. He's not saying Mahaprabhu yet, but he's like creating the moment. <laughs> and then he says, Sadaishvarya Purnam Yaiha Bhagavan Satsaya Maham. So he who is Sadaishvarya Purnam, which means full of six opulences, which is another form of saying Bhagavan. Bhagavan means he who has these six opulences beauty, fame, strength, renunciation, and so on. So he who is Bhagavan. He is Bhagavan. And he said, Bhagavan Swayam I am. Swayam Bhagavan. When we say Swayam Bhagavan, because we can say Bhagavan Baraha, Bhagavan Ram, Bhagavan Nishrimha, there are so many Bhagavan. But we go this when we refer to Krishna in Vrindavan, we call him Swayam Bhagavan. Like the Bhagavatam say, Krishna is too, Bhagavan Swayam. No, in the words of Prabhupada, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, or the ultimate form of divinity. So, here, Krishna says, okay, that Brahman is him. His effulgence, not him, his effulgence. Paramatma is his plenary expansion. Sadaishvarya Purna Jaya Bhagavan Sasayamam. Yes, he's Bhagavan, he's Swayam Bhagavan. And last line says, Nachaitanya Krishna Jagati Paratattvam. Paramiha. So he's saying, actually, this Chaita, Krishna Chaitanya is all this. I mean, in Sanskrit it works like that. It's difficult to explain now, but in Sanskrit, many of these verses it's, it describes something, but just in the last line or last words, you get to know what that something is related, is speaking about. So you are reading first line, second line, third line, you are on the edge of your seat. What, who is this about? Who is this so last line, and it makes all sense and full circle. So this last line saying, this Mahaprabhu, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, I'm referring to, on Paratattvam Paramiha. He said, there's no higher truth than him. So after saying, Brahman is his effulgence, Paramatma is his plenary expansion, and yes, he's also Bhagavan Krishna. <laughs> At the same time, he said, there's no higher truth than him. Like implying, we could say, he's higher than Krishna. Of course, he's Krishna. So be careful of falling into this dichotomy, higher, lower, worse. He's Krishna, but it, in this unique form. Hmm? Then, in another verse, we will see maybe later, Krishna Kaviraj refers to Mahaprabhu as Paratattva Simma. Paratattva Simma means Sima means limit. So the highest limit of Paratattva, of the Supreme Truth, the highest reach of the Supreme Truth, Mahaprabhu, he's saying. So this, this is similar here. So this is the Bastunir Deshlok, the verse which presents what the book is about, this Krishna Chaitanya. Again, in this verse, it's, it is not said Mahaprabhu is Krishna, Radha, Vav, and so on. 
But he's saying Mahaprabhu somehow is higher, is Krishna in a higher disposition, in the most perfect, as we say, Purnatamatama. <laughs> so he's connected with Bhagavan, Brahman, Paramatma, Swayam Bhagavan. Krishna is above Narayan, that's a big section of Chaitanya Charitamrita also. But again, no truth is higher or equal than him. So he's given the glimpse. Why, Maha, why no truth is higher than Mahaprabhu? Of course because of what he's tasting, but that's not mentioned yet. But gradually this is being unfolded. So now let's go to verse 4. Three more verses. You can survive? Yeah. <laughs> So this is another well-known verse. This is the third ingredient of the Mangala Charan, which is Asirbad. Asirbad means blessing. So one ingredient of Mangala Charan is the author is giving blessings to the reader. Like presenting the fruit of reading the work will result in a certain benediction. So what's the benediction <clears throat> that Krishna Daskaraj is invoking for us? He said, may that Krishna Chaitanya who is known as Sachinandan, important name of Mahaprabhu, the son of Sachi, be transcendentally situated. Oh, okay, let's go. I'm just read the translation. Let's go with, with the order in Sanskrit. It's more exciting. <laughs> because all that comes at the last line, as you know. says, Anarpita Charim Chirat Karunayava Ternakalo. Anarpita Charim. That thing that we has not been bestowed, anarpita. Arpita means to offer, arpanam, arpita. Anarpita means not offered for a long time. Karuna yavatirna kalo. In this Kali, Karuna avatar, Karuna avatirna. He descended in a very merciful disposition. And the second line, samarpaitum unatochvalarasan sabaktishriyam. That thing that which was not bestowed, anarpita. Samarpita is fully bestowed now in this Kali Yuga. Hmm? And what that what's that thing? Unnata Ujbalarasan Sabhakti Sriyam. There's many things to say about this. But basically means this Mahaprabhu is giving his own bhakti, his own experience of Radha Bhav. Unnata Ujbalarasan means Ujbalarasa means Madhurya Rasa. Unnata Ujbalarasa means a particular unique type of Madhurya Rasa, which in this case is generally connected to the experience of Manjariba, which is what the jivas can taste in connection, the closest to what Mahaprabhu is tasting in Radhava. Haripurata Sundara Dyuti Kadamba Sandipita. Here it is saying, he came with the luster, resplendent with the luster of molten gold. So again, he starts to, to share the secret gradually. He came with the partic this particular color. And he came also to, again, to bestow the thing that for Sadahri Dayekandareshpuratovasachin Andana. The blessing comes at the end. Sada means constantly, Hridaye Kandare, in the cave of your heart, Spurato means manifest, Basachin Andana. This may this Sachinandan be manifest in the cave of your heart constantly, forever. So that's the blessing that Krishna is given to the reader. Now, if you read, Chaitanya Charitamrita properly, that Mahaprabhu will. Sachinandan 
Also, Hari. Hari is the word Hari is here. Hari also means lion. So the, the idea is make that lion roar in the cave of your heart. But of course, for meeting the lion, you have to go in the cave of your heart. Sometimes we are not that willing to enter the cave. No? So we have to be willing to enter the cave. So this verse again is... Actually, this verse is written by Srila Rupa Goswami. Interestingly. And there are some verses that Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is taking from other authors. This is one of them, from the Vidagda Madhava Rupa Goswami. Uh, it's the Namaskar Shloka in Rupa Goswami's book. Here is the Asirbhat Shloka. So again, here Krishnadas Kaviraj or Rupa Goswami, Krishnadas here, by quoting it, is showing something more about Mahaprabhu. He came to give something that was not given for a long time, which is this extension of the experience of Sri Radha, Manjari Bhav, Babulas, Rati. Again, he's not saying here, Mahaprabhu came in to taste Radha Bab yet, but he's making it more and more evident, basically. Hmm? But he's saying he came with the luster of molten gold. So again, that speaks of Radha Bab, but without saying that yet. He will say that, but not yet. <laughs> so gradually. Hmm? So, eventually, all these verses that I'm quoting, Krishnadas Karaj will explain them in the succeeding next the following chapters the different next chapters are explanations of each verse so you can imagine there's lots to unpack from each verse there's whole chapters that he's dedicating to them so in one way we will see no in, in chapter 3 he explains this verse krishna daskaraj and he connects the explanation with the external reason for mahaprabhu's descent which is distribution of braja bhakti through Nam Sankirtan. And when we analyze the, this external reason for his descent, that's already, you are about to faint. Because it's too much. And that's only the external reason. So, but, so, so what to speak about the internal reason? So gradually he's taking us, taking us there. Hmm? So, <clears throat> that's the fourth verse. Hmm? Let's go to the fifth. Two more verses. Now it becomes more. Obvious. Fifth verse. Radha Krishna Pranay Bikritil Ladini Shakti Rasmat Ikatmanoapi Bhuvi Puradeha Vedam Gatoto Chaitanyakyam Prakatam Tadunatadvayam Chaikyam Aptam Radha Bhava Dhyuti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Sarupam. So this verse and the next one, five and six, are like an extension of the Mangalacharan because the three elements of Mangalacharan are already described. So, what does this verse say? Radha Krishna pranay bikritir ladini shakti rasmat. So, he's saying, the loving interaction between Radha and Krishna are a transformation of ladini shakti, of the pleasure potency of Bhagavan, one of the three ingredients of the Swarup shakti. In other words, it's something divine, something transcendental. This is not something mundane. Loving interaction between Radha and Krishna. Then he says, Actually, Radha and Krishna are one. They are not two separate people. There's no duality in Radha and Krishna. They are one in their identity, but at one, po at one point, again, it's not about time, but it's his praises in that time, they've separated themselves. And the one became two. The, the non-dual absolute for the purpose of rasa and loving interactions, 
express itself in the form of Shakti and Shakti Mam, energetic source and energy, Radha and Krishna. Again, it's one person, it's one soul in two bodies. That's Radha and Krishna. One heart, one soul, but taking two forms, basically. <laughs> so these two, Eka, this one, Eka, Atmano, became two. So, and these two now became one again. <laughs> in the form of Sri Chaitanya Dev. So, basically he's saying that, Chaitanyakyam prakatam adunat tadvayam chaitkyam aptam. Dvayam, the two, cha ikyam, ikka, became one. And the last line, he offered pranam to Mahaprabhu, he said, Radha bhava dyuti suvalitam nomi krishna sarupan. He said, I offer pranam to Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, Krishna sarupam, Radha bhava dyuti suvalitam. But who is coming in Radha bhava, in the mood of Radha, and also Radha dyuti suvalitam. Subhalta means adorned, adorned, like ornamented with her bhava and her duty, with her mood and her luster. So again, this is much more clear than the previous verses. He's saying Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha, in the bhava of Radha with the luster of Radha. He didn't say that before. He's saying that, revealing that extra feature here. But he's Krishna, that's an important point also. Hmm? So, because until you say Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined in one way, in one way, because in another way Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha, but Radha and Gaur Lila is got other pandit, which is another series of lectures altogether. Sorry again. Okay. Yeah, it connected immediately to the other one. Okay, so they here telling me that the battery of the cell phone is falling. So now we will go back to the other connection, which may be a little interrupted, but we are almost finishing. So give me some minutes. So again, Rasaraj, Mahabhadui, Ekarup. They are two by becoming one. So Mahaprabhu, sometimes the name Mahaprabhu could be connected to Mahabhav, Shirada. She's Mahabhav Sarupini, the personification of great ecstasy. And Prabhu, as we know, is who? Krishna. So Rasa Raj Sri Krishna is Prabhu and Mahabhav Sarupini Srirada. You put together Maha and Prabhu, you have Mahaprabhu, Krishna in the mood of Radha. So there are other people called Mahaprabhu in other Sampradayas, Balabhacharya and some others, but the meaning of Mahaprabhu, as we are explaining, that only can be connected with, with Sri Chaitanya Dev. So... So again, Radha and Krishna are one in Tattva, they are one, they are the absolute, but in Bhava, they are two. For the purpose of Bhava, it's one soul in two Baba bodies. No? In Bhava, they have two spiritual ecstatic bodies getting together. And again, becoming one in one in certain way in the form of Sri Chaitanya Dev. Hmm? So again, one could say, okay, so. Everything was revealed, but still, it seems so. But one could say, no, no, it's still, it's, it is not clearly mentioned. Okay, Krishna is, Mahaprabhu is Krishna in Radha But why? Why in Radha Why he came in Radha What's the reason for him to be in that particular mode? So the last verse that we will share today, the sixth verse of the Mangala Charan, then Krishna Daskaraj will present the reason for Krishna appearing as Mahaprabhu in Radha hmm? 
So we see this gradual unfolding. He's creating the building momentum. So goes, let's go to the sixth verse when the three famous main reasons for Krishna appearing as Mahaprabhu were mentioned. pranaya mahima so here the three reasons, internal reasons for Krishna Prinas Mahaprabhu are finally revealed. Finally. So which are these three reasons? First, desiring to understand the glory of Srirada's love. Krishna wants to understand the glory, the pranay mahima, in the words of Krishna Das here. Rather, actually, yeah, this is the verse of Krishna Das. The previous verse was written by Sarup Damodar. I forgot to mention. So, wanting to understand Radaya, Radaya Pranaya Mahima, which is the Mahima or the glories of Sri Radha's Pranaya. Pranaya means love in general terms. So, first reason, understanding the glories of Radha's love. Say, second, Swadhyo Jena Bhutta Madurima, which are the wonderful Advut qualities that she relishes, she relishes uh, through that love. What, what is she, re Krishna is asking, what is she relishing in connection to me through the love she has for me? She's finding some unique things in me, so it seems I'm special, Krishna says, because I can see how Radha reacts to that. But what's that? What's, which are those things that she finds in me? I don't know. I need to be on that side of the equation. <laughs> so that's the second one. No? Which are the qualities that she relishes in him? And third, Sokyam Chasyamad Anubhavata, hmm? which is the like the happiness basically hmm? that she feels when she relishes that love. Hmm? So, which are the glories of her love hmm? for me? Krishna asks, What's that thing that she perceives in me? Uh, what's the happiness that she derives from such perception basically? Hmm? So, then the last line concludes very nicely saying, Tat Bhavadya Samajani. Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. So in this way, hmm, this says this Supreme Hari, Krishna's Mahaprabhu, Gold Hari, richly completely endowed with the emotions of Sri Radha, Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. He was born from the womb of Sachi hmm, as the moon appeared from the ocean. Like you see the ocean and it, it seems that the moon is being born from there. So this is a comparison, poetic analogy. Mahaprabhu is like the moon, Gaur Chandra, being born from the womb of, from the ocean of Sachi's affection, basically. No? So finally in this verse, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is revealing that thing that takes makes Krishna to appear, again, in the mood of Radha. This Antakarana, Antakarana means the internal reasons for his appearance. And of course, that's the main reason for Gorlila. Without these three reasons, no Gorlila. Take out the, all this, no Gorlila, no Sankirtan Lila, no nothing. <laughs> so again, this is a very unique conception because here we can see that, as my Guru Maharaj likes to point, God is theologizing about Himself. Generally, theology means, uh, does God exist or not? And let's speak about that. But here we see God Himself questioning Himself about His own position, who I am. In the words of my Guru Maharaj, 
Mahaprabhu is Krishna in existential crisis. <laughs> Who I am? I thought I was God and I, I thought I had the greatest capacity for tasting, but I'm seeing that Sri Radha is tasting something that is unknown to me. So am I God or I'm not God? What, what's going on? So trying to solve this existential crisis, Krishna adopts the form of Mahaprabhu enters into psychoanalysis, if you will. <laughs> Krishna trying to understand himself. That, that's another level of theology. God himself doing theology regarding himself. Hmm? So why I am who I am, basically. We ask that question ourselves. Who I am? What's Krishna, God is doing that same question from his particular side. So, 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 so again, he, Krishna comes as Mahaprabhu, tries to to experience Radha Baba and train to, to have this experience of all that he can be by that particular environment. Sometimes the example is given of a, an orchestra director that he can be, can, he has some capacity. But if the orchestra that is accompanying him is way above his capacity, he will see himself doing things by being influenced by the orchestra that he will never do without them. And, and his own potential is reaching new heights by the grace of that particular environment. So somehow Mahaprabhu is Krishna surrounding himself by the environment of Radha Bhav, Radha Preman, again, reaching new heights. Prabhu becoming Mahaprabhu, no? as we will say, Purnatama becoming Purnatama Tama. Hmm? And, and, and in this way, Mahaprabhu reaching <clears throat> the perfection of his longing. No? Because again, Krishna was, we could say, greedy for experiencing Radha Bhav. No? He had some greed. The Supreme has greed also. Srila Gaur Govinda Maharaj, you have some 10 minutes? We are already almost two hours. So five, 10 minutes. No more than 10 minutes. Sri Gaur Govinda Maharaj gave this nice analogy once about the greed of the Supreme in different forms and different ages. So he said, for example, in Satya Yuga, Bhagavan appeared as Nishimha Dev. No? So who is, who, is this, who is the father of a mother of Nishimha Dev? Krishna is called Jashodananda Nanda Nandan. How do we call Nishimha Dev in that sense? Who is his father, mother? Nobody. A pillar. <laughs> we don't call him Stamba Nandana. Stamba means pillar, but but he has no father and mother in, in the Lila. So then, when pra, pra, Pralad Maharaj, hmm, we know, is offering prayers, and Nishimha Dev is offering blessings to him, ask me whatever you want, eventually Pralad said, please bless my father, and so on. So Nishimha Dev said, oh, so, how charming this experience he has for his father. I don't know what's that about. I don't have a father. My father is a column, column? pillar. So he said, in order to taste, so Nishimha Dev becomes greedy to taste Batsalya. Say, from now on, in every form I will appear, I will always have mother and father <laughs> to taste that. So he has that, that greed as Nishimha Dev in Satya Yuga. Then he appears in, in, in Treta Yuga as Ramachandra. And of course he has Kaushalya Dasarat, or their father, mother. So that's in place. <clears throat> so then Ramachandra, as you know, at one point he's traveling in the Dandakaranya, in the forest of Dandaka. And there are some sages that approach him and, and, and tell him, Oh, Sri Ram, we would like to, to serve you in Madhurya Bhav. We, we have that affinity. We want to, 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 to assist you 
in romantic love. But Ramachandra says, oh, but I'm coming here as a king and I have to perform the duties of a perfect ruler. So among those uh, ingredients, I accepted Ekapatni Brat, which means the vow of only having one wife, Sita Devi. So in this, in this appearance, I cannot fulfill that. But I would like to fulfill that. So again, a new level of greed comes in the absolute. So in my next appearance, I won't, I won't have that limitation of only one wife. So you can imagine which is that next appearance. <laughs> in, the, in this Dwapara Yoga, he appears as Swayam Bhagavan Sri Krishna. No? No limit. He has not only unlimited wives, he has unlimited extramarital affairs no? with the gopis of Raj. He has wives outside of Raj, you know, 16,108 wives. But that's not enough. He has lots of lovers and so <laughs> So that's satisfied in Krishna Lila. But again, in Krishna Lila, as we have seen today, at one point Krishna develops this new, this new level of greed. I want to taste Radhavat. So that greed takes him to appear in Kali Yuga's Sriman Mahaprabhu. So in this way, Mahaprabhu represents the perfection of the greed in, 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 of the Supreme, basically. So in this way, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami finishes this sixth verse of the Mangala Charan, saying, due to these three reasons that we mentioned, internal reasons, Mahaprabhu, fully endowed with Sri Radha's emotions, appeared from the womb, finally was born from the womb of Sachi Devi as the moon appeared from the ocean. So, of course, and the moon, Mahaprabhu is the moon, it's not only moon, it's a full moon, as we know. He appeared on that day, Purnim, his appearance day is called Gorpurnim, appearing as Radha and Krishna combined. You know, Krishna appeared on half moon, Astami. Radha appeared on half moon, Astami. Janmastami, Radastami. You put the two half moons together, you have full moon. No? Radha and Krishna combined, Mahaprabhu, you have Purnim, Gorpurnim. That's Mahaprabhu's. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahe Anya, Rupanuga Janira Jivana, says Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Radha and Krishna combined in a particular way as we explained and to speak about that Rupanuga Janir Jivana that's the life and soul of the Rupanuga Vaishnavas so we aspire to become Rupanuga Vaishnavas and that's why we are trying to make these discussions our life and soul and in this way in, in this in Gore Purnim in Purnim Gore appeared from the womb of Sachi Devi so we are left at that point and tomorrow, in our next session, we will start speaking about Gorpunim, no? of the birth of Mahaprabhu and all the unfolding mm-hmm. of his lilas in Navadip. So I will stop here. And if there are any questions, tomorrow morning also we have a Q&A, Stagosti session, so we can entertain there tomorrow. So thank you so much for your time and to all of them connected online as well. Srila Gurudev Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev Ki Jai, Sri Gorlila Ki Jai, Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrindaki Jai, Gaur Pramanan Ji Jai.